0: This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of
1: Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale and honored to be part of
2: the following is brought to you in association with and from a proud
0: partner of the Shining Wizards Network Entertainment here. High fivers. Uh, this is your boy, high five, Tom. Uh, all kinds of fucked up today. I can't concentrate for goddamn shit. I don't have my headphones on. Uh, I did not other shit, but I am not alone. I'm on uh, on the other side of the country. I've got my good friend here, uh, Mr. J and Will. Mr. Heath Will, how are you this evening? You know,
2: <laughs> Tom cops. <laughs> When you decide to cut a promo like Jay Lethal, (laughs) you got to stretch it out and then bring it back together. And you call your shots like you're directing the plane down the runway. (laughs) This is a great visual gag. It's like listening to Steve Martin on CD.
1: Yeah.
2: And he Uh, looks at you like this and the crowd is just laughing. It's like, I don't I don't know. What were what, what they laughing at? Yeah. Uh, but I'm here. We're tomorrow in uh, New Hampshire. It's going to be 92
0: degrees. Nice. Yeah, I was eating nine here today. That is not nice. That is abhorred. <laughs> yeah, you on your third floor building, so no air conditioning. Yes, sir. How do they
2: catch like that? Yeah. It's tough to say. I say they should handle it fine because they are from a southern state. They they were from a southern state and they got shipped up here to the rescue up here, so thin-blooded yellow-bellies they are. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, summer showed up, so I finally brought up the air conditioner uh, today from the basement, so the
2: cats are no longer languishing, so. Yeah, yeah we awesome. got the, we got the setup, we got the the one in the bedroom, because the bedroom's the one room we can actually, like, close the door and, like, keep the room manageable. Yeah. The dishwasher and just using the stove and the, the oven and stuff, like, there's no way to keep the the kitchen bearable. Yeah. You, our, you step on like that, you step on that linoleum floor and you can just feel it radiating up.
0: Our kitchen's not quite that bad, but yeah, it's uh these old brick buildings and everything. We're only on the second floor, but you know, and our uh windows are all most of our windows are south facing south south facing, so yeah. But uh yeah, besides your crazy uh busy work week, Will, uh how's your week been?
2: My week's been all right. If you have an IWTV account, you can find me front row at Beyond Wrestling's Mills of the Gods.
1: Yeah. You
2: know, there was there was a couple low spots and a couple kind of low takeaways, but overall, very fun. It was my first Beyond show. First wrestling show I ever had at Tafta in Lowell, Massachusetts. Got to see Alex Coughlin. Big motherfucker. Very cool. Big motherfucker. Real. And I got 60 pounds on him. So I don't know how. I don't know how. Uh, I don't. Yeah, how anatomy works. So I look <laughs> at a guy like that who's got a. You know, he's. He's so tall and I'm not. Okay. And I'm so round and he's not. But I got 60 pounds on him. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Alec Price uh, wrestled with Alex Koff, and that was the chance. All kind of sounded the same because people are chanting Alex versus Alec. Mm. Uh Little Mean Kathleen always extremely entertaining. Uh, they announced some upcoming stuff uh, like Richard Holiday. It's going to be wrestling at the their next not their next show. Because their next show is next Saturday, the tenth. Uh, it's called Hot Dog and a Handshake.
1: Very that's going to be out. That's going to be outside. Of nope. It froze up on us, Will. Oh. Uh oh. We lost Will. Well, while he's working
0: on that, uh it's been an interesting week, um, for sure. Uh Okay, we're back. I may or may not edit that, but uh yeah, you're talking about hot dog and a handshake. it it uh
2: it it just fits in, right? Ring of honor and their shitty audio, ring of honor revelry and you know, we're or a Wi Fi based program.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I'm too lazy to get up and get my headphones. You guys are listening to me through the computer. So, uh, we've well, been all hey, right. Richard, uh, yeah. yeah.
2: Just, uh, you said you lost me a how dog make shake. So, uh, Holidays Wrestling at their event after that, Water, Water Everywhere. And a six man. And then uh, American Rana, their big show of the year, is August 13th. They have hmm. not announced where that's gonna be yet, but there is going to be a wrestling wedding. All right. With, up Foxboro. Hey, Foxboro. That's uh water water everywhere. It's uh they said it's at like a, a tavern. Six string tavern or something like that. Interesting. Hmm. Last time I saw Richard Holiday was Ages ago at a Cold Fury show, it was supposed to have Tommaso Ciampa on, but he had neck surgery. Mm, again, so uh, Hanson uh, was was his replacement for the guest spot. No shit. Chaotic alumni, Lynn, Massachusetts.
0: That's kind of ironic uh, with uh, what we watched today. What, what
2: we're gonna what we're gonna talk about today, I know. But that was a that was a, a bonkers show. I saw Chris Statlander wrestle of Steels there. Wow! Which I saw Carmelo Hayes in his original gimmick with his group in a in a prominent spot. He had a he had a strap then too. Not nearly as fancy as the the NXT World Title, but <laughs> yeah, that NXT, but
0: that North American belt's pretty beautiful though. So, yeah, Melo, Melo can't miss. He, he ain't wrong. It's great stuff. Yeah.
2: Um, I don't remember. Yeah. So, so yeah, what's what I cu- I kind of cut you off to kind of re- go over what was lost with my strong connection but no internet. <laughs> um, what is new with you? High five, Tom.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, just worked all weekend. Um, you know, it's always kind of funny Memorial Day weekend by just, you know, um, yeah, had a bunch of shifts at the stadium, you know, we're setting up for the George Strait concert. So we're in on the, there on Monday. So these concerts are always kind of interesting. So, uh, I had a very good, uh, very good conversation with my good friend, Mr. Germ T. Ripper. Uh, he is the MC for a company called, uh, Powell Entertainment in, uh, Lombardi, Illinois, but they're having their first. Uh, full Pride show. And it might be the first full Pride show in Illinois wrestling. So, that was a good conversation. Uh, Main event, they're bringing Effie in, so obviously that just makes sense uh, versus local uh, legendary in kiddo Valentine. uh, Other than that, just getting uh, the saga continuing, I did tell you that we got our license plate stolen a while back, right?
2: No. Really? Okay. You don't uh, tell me stuff like this. I, I always find out about it after.
0: Wow, um, I asked you if you've seen Death of Smushy fourteen times, but I didn't tell you our license. So yeah, so a while back while I was in St. Louis, uh, someone went and stole our license plate. Uh, so I just figured someone just took it, so to like a clip sticker off. I mean, that's pretty common. Uh, but it turns out they actually put it on another vehicle, and then uh, that vehicle got a bunch of parking tickets. Uh, but then got towed. Uh, we have since gotten our place replaced. So I thought by replacing the plates that they would cancel the old plates. So I don't know why you need two plates for one car, but it's the DMV. So uh, yes, yeah, so I got told we got that all hammered out. Though uh, they did notify they put us on a they put it on Honda Odyssey for a company called WeLoveToCleanGutters.com. Um, I tried to contact said company, but it turns out uh, they got three parking tickets. And, and I just found out about the first one. On Friday, but even though those tickets came out, yeah, a while ago. So, as of right now, uh, New the City, Milwaukee, $145, but obviously we're fighting that. So, well, yeah, I mean, there are
2: tickets that your plate got, but it wasn't on your car. Right.
0: So, so, if your plates ever get stolen, you should at least make a police report, because... Getting your plates canceled, at least for Wisconsin DMV, is a pain in the ass. It's only three forms. Um, I called, you know, so yeah. Obviously, people have it's little.
2: it's funny you say that because my my rear license plate looks like somebody tried to like scratch the, the sticker off.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because usually what happens if they're if they're super proactive is they just take this you know the license plate and then. they... They take a metal cutters and uh, it seems like a lot of work, but yeah, so. Hey,
2: hey, if they got the time to do shit like that, good for them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I ain't got the time for that. Yeah, they broke my Milwaukee Brewers license plate cover and everything, so. Oh. Uh. Uh, yeah, well, we had those Wisconsin plates after they had Idaho plates in Wisconsin for four years, so. Um, but then uh, we were scheduled to do a watch along uh, tomorrow. Uh, but at, or two days after this drops, uh, but our guests can't make it But also, I probably should not go. Uh, but I was doing some investigation on our watch-along, and it appears that Tony Khan does not have it on Ring of Honor. I mean, why the fuck would you have Final Battle 2007 on Honor Club? I don't know, Will. Um, there's, like, eight matches from 2007 total. So if you're wondering when I'm still hot with... Uh, this Tony Khan Honor Club shit—that's another reason why. At least you still got our TV, you know. Maybe they have a tough time getting that stuff licensed and everything, but uh, I'm still not happy with Honor Club. So that's my rant for the week. So when you said you had a
2: rant, I figured that's what it was going to be about. Was that the match you wanted to use for the watch along?
0: It's not. I mean, it's on, on Honor Club. Honor Club. Anymore, it has been previously, so uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know how that all works. Like, their functionality of the events before 2011 is very, very worse than it was on Honor Club before. So, uh, Pumpkin Samoa Joe is not on there, uh, Joe Kabashi's not on there. Um, yeah, there's like a hundred maxes total before 2011 on Honor Club, so. But that kind of leads us, Will, to our first question of dishonor uh, from our good friend Eric as this show. I'm not even sure is on on our club either. Uh, But uh, Mr. Eric Freed of the Nattering with E podcast, hopefully he's got a couple new episodes coming out. Uh, Let me pull up the question here. My fancy pants goddamn phone here. And... Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash right now. All right. Your favorite match for the first ever episode of Ring of Honor in 2003. Now, I'm assuming he means the first ever episode of Ring of Honor period, which is technically 2002. uh, So I'm not going to be, you know, a smart pants, but uh, that was the Era of Honor Begins. You can hear a very great review of this event on uh, Turnbook of Throwbacks that I did with Phil right yeah
2: the, uh, the second best retrospective podcast on the shiny wizards network um i figured you're gonna say you know I, i'm i gotta i gotta commit to it at this point. but you know shouts out to phil he gave me the the scoop on the, the t-mobile oh. app where i can get uh i can get some savings on stuff get some get some tickets you know i picked up uh into the spider verse on blu-ray today a little treat yourself and the, the new one comes out this weekend so well maybe i maybe on my my upcoming day off i uh See if I can get myself a discounted movie ticket. Twenty five dollars for an IMAX ticket? I'll buy you guys. Well, for him, yeah. For us, because there's usually options. You can get like IMAX, or you can do just digital. Right. Yeah. I don't know know even know cool. where I don't know where I'd have to go to get a an IMAX movie. Gonna I'd probably be- have to drive boys. Not a lot of
0: theaters around here anymore. That sucks, really. Yeah, we're very except for our favorite theater. We're very. I mean, even the old timey small theaters back. Me and my buddy Josh. Uh, I just went to saw Sin City a couple weeks ago. The original. Nice. Uh, yeah, we went and saw Avatar. Yeah, I suppose we think for. It was a, uh, I think paid seventy dollars for everything. Yeah, we went full IMAX 3D for The Way of Water. So. like no dad there's you know we're going to look off your plate um all right so so oh uh
2: on that note sunday night we're probably going to go the missus and i are probably going to go to the beach because they're uh they're showing jaws on the beach
0: nice like on an outdoor screen
2: yeah i guess it's free so oh
0: Yeah, because we went and saw Jaws in three D Labor Day last year. A lot of fun. Faith had never seen it, so jump scares got her. Um, but back to Eric's question: uh, favorite matches from the era of honor begins. Uh, my personal, it was a pretty stacked card, you know, a lot of history and everything. But I'm definitely gonna go with obviously, you know, the main event. I know Will's got heat with Loki, uh, but it was Loki versus Brian Danielson versus Christopher Daniels, and. Uh, Yes, this match sure should deliver it as you would think it would. It was uh, a great main event for the first ever show. Um, but, Will, I know you unfortunately have not seen this event. Uh, maybe next time I What are watch. you talking
2: about? This is my, my Royal Rumble 92. I watch it three times a day, four times on Sunday. Because um, I'm, I'm great about going back and watching stuff that's old. Um, I'll, I'll just pick a match. I'll say uh, Jay Briscoe. Amazing red, it's my my favorite match. I and mean, you'd be right. It is a very also red. I I, I feel like with the, the the parts that that would be my favorite
0: probably. Yeah, you're probably right. It's, it it yeah, it's a fucking match, and it's cool to see Jay and Mark, you know, being 17 and 18 uh, in that match, and just amazing red and all the crazy shit he's been doing now since so he gets the amazing red. Um, but we also have a question from our good friend, Mr. YouTube, uh, on tanking the territory, Mr. YouTube. Ah, T. UTT Rob. I can't talk. Um, okay, I had it up. I suck at life here, everybody. It's not great podcast. I'm sorry. <described> Why <noise> oh, the fuck my phone going so goddamn slow? All right, at Ring of Honor Revelry. Yes, we are on the Twitter machine. Will's got to set it up. So, um, we're,
2: we're, we're trying to be active and make content and stuff. But okay. We're still, it's baby
0: steps. I'm currently going through the Ring of Honor ABCs. Um, but uh, Rob's glad we have got a, a dedicated Ring of Honor Revelry Twitter. So, hashtag question of dishonor. Uh, if a member of the 2013 Ring of Honor roster. Release a celebrity food, what and who would it be? Now, Will, you said uh, you had one. Um, I went with a very generic one here. I'm still kind of contemplating, but. Yeah, I uh, this came
2: to me because I work best off the cuff, obviously. <laughs> and it's uh, kind of tying my name, Jay Leithwell. May I suggest to you some lethal confections?
0: Wow. I can't top that well. That's all right, right? That's really good, actually. <laughs> lethal confections. Huh. Lethal confections. Like, I was just thinking, you know, Tomasa Ciampa could just have, like, a celebrity pizza. Yeah, fancy vegan pizza thing, but
2: there, there is that brand, the, the Screaming Sicilian. So, Screaming Sicilian Psychopath. Oh, wow!
0: Look at you, Will. Um, I work with food. Can you tell? Yeah. So, so do you know t- Screaming Sicilian? I thought that was a Milwaukee company. No, we have uh, there's
2: Screaming Sicilian pizzas in my freezer section here in the grocery stores. Oh.
0: Huh. Maybe, just, maybe they just made it out there in the Air, Wisconsin product. Wow, Interesting. Uh,
2: if I were to get an adult IMAX ticket for the closest theater to me, which would be in Methuen, uh, it's $20.99 for an adult IMAX ticket. If I were to go tomorrow, if I'm trying to go... Tuesday. Because there are different show times where it looks like you if you order the ticket earlier in the day, they give you like a percentage off. So I picked like an, an adult that like the seven o'clock showing no discounts, twenty ninety
0: nine. Nice. Yes, sir. Wow. So we've got the Screaming Sicilian psychopath, uh, for Tamahto Ciampa, uh, well done, will in the lethal confection. Uh, you know, I was just thinking I was being really tacky and just Mark Briscoe doing his own, uh, Scrapple brand, so yeah, Will did me way better on this question than I did. Hi, sunshine. Sorry, I mistexted. You got okay? You okay? No bar bar fights. It's funny because I'm like, get right? <laughs> I got up out of my hair and get out of it.
1: way, and I'm like,
0: wait, no, like this is real life. This isn't wrestling. <laughs> uh so high fivers. You just got to hear about my wife's first uh Bar fight experience.
1: Oh, yeah, they were
0: on the street. Oh, they were going to fight, huh? They were fighting. They guys, sitting out Ooh. Hell, yeah. I just got why their significant others got involved. They were pulling each other's hair.
1: Wow. That
0: was like... the member was like, it's throwing off this pilot, I swear. But it didn't even faze me. I was like, oh, entertainment.
1: Wow.
2: Faith laughs in the face of danger. Yeah, I mean, she's a bad man. I just man. like
0: so defensive, so violent. I guess so. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Because well, I got to use my EMT skills at uh had wrestling on Saturday because someone had a seizure. So it was fun. Yeah, not a wrestler's one of the fans, but uh, but Rob, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, we kind of went all over the all over the place with your question. Um. And uh, be on the lookout, Rob. Your sticker should be to you soon. Uh, that's all in this here right now. I've got a, a good surprise, but who was that? Is that the Blanche? No, it is,
2: it is not Blanche. That was a. Uh, I was queuing up, and I didn't make sure the the sound was down. Uh Um. I know, but I also lost what I was trying to.
0: Yeah, uh, thank you, Rob. Let's make sure you guys are all checking out their great content on Twitter and also their fun podcast. I got you caught back up on there. Uh, but we do have an, uh, another question, Sonner, from our the third member of our triumvirate, Mr. Brundon. Hey, oh,
2: some son of a bitch, do it, Will. it,
0: the music. Got it. Nice work. Um, oh, yeah. By the way, did you see the text where I say uh, country airs wrestling with the uh, part of the Miko Maestro on Saturday? Yes. Remind me to text the. the maybe I'll I'll it at him. But, um, the question sure, you of use on, that, You use that Ring of Honor Revelry at Revelry Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, I think we follow Miko. Um, we got question of honor from Brendan. Uh, at this point in Ring of Honor's history, obviously 2013, would you consider them an indie Federation? Uh, great question. And his answer is, well, I'm um, going to read the whole text because I'm an asshole. I forgot to send him my response to my question. Ha, ha, ha. Well, he didn't do the ha, ha, ha part. Um, but I no, it was the ja, ja, ja. <laughs> ja, ja, jaws. It's technically <laughs> ha, ha, ha if you're saying in, in the Espanol, but... I believe, uh, I believe as soon as Ring of Honor started sending guys to contracts, and they got, big, they got bigger than an indie. If guys like the Briscoes and Letha are making a living off of what they are, living off of them, they are bigger than that. Plus, multiple shows a month, and weekly team, and victories helps with that. Uh, Will, your thoughts. Is Ring of Honor an indie federation at this point or not? No, no. They're owned by a
2: broadcasting company. Well, yeah. A billion dollars. I feel like, I feel like once you get bought by like a bigger company, I don't think you. It's like it's not like like to use the example beyond wrestling, right? Beyond wrestling is their own thing. They get they get aired on IWTV, but IWTV doesn't own these different companies and whatever. Like there is, it does have an air of indie fed to it, right? Because the rosters are still fairly small, so you do see a lot of. The same handful of people, but I feel like them being owned by Sinclair at this point takes them above just being an indie fed.
0: You know, and listen, most indie feds, um, you know, don't have, well, obviously, I should, I should. You
2: could almost argue like NWA is owned by Billy Corgan, not even a full like media group. It's owned by this one guy. I mean, NWA, especially lately, has kind of felt more of the, more like an indie fed than. You know, and it'll be more like a local. How, how, how are they going to find all these scenes for this Crockett Cup?
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I'm definitely kind of torn. Like I said, I mean, in a lot of ways, business wise, they're definitely not an indie fed for all the reasons you just mentioned. You know, they do have episodic TV. You know, where they're they're running storylines every week, uh, theoretically. You know. Uh, but they definitely do run in indie style of wrestling. Uh for sure. It's you know it's not much it's character based. Uh it is you know there's still storytelling going on. Um, you know, there's a little less of the sports entertainment and uh they're not getting the crowds outside of certain markets. Um some of these shows have been kind of not sparsely attended, is one good way to put it. Um You know, so I think they definitely. Well, there's a lot of factors in that too, right? Like they,
2: their, the name recognition's not there yet. Yeah. Like maybe Ring of Honor is not a company where like somebody might see the flyer and be like, "Ooh, Ring of Honor, we should go." They're actually coming to our town. Versus like, "Oh, it's a wrestling show down at the, the Armory. We should get Jimbo and the three kids to go."
0: Yeah, but it's funny. Like you, play, you know, they play in New York, or they they work in New York or Chicago, and the crowds are great. They're playing in bigger buildings, um, you know. So they're definitely on on the up and coming. Uh, so business wise, definitely not an indie fan. But yeah, I think that obviously the wrestling style, you know, is they do. It's a lot more work rate, as, as the kids like to say.
2: Yeah, so, so I will say some of the bits like are are pretty indie. Yeah. I I took a lot. Hold on to your butts, viewers. I took notes this week, and there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, a lot of questionable stuff. Some of it being just that it's stuff, right? It's 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 filler. It's it's filler or not killer. Yeah, the ring of homies. Like the deal you can get on lethal confections.
0: I'm <laughs> uh, turning it all around, so uh that's another that's another five thousand dollar idea here. Um, you know, hail to the Kit Kat. We'll uh, we'll
2: we'll, we'll come up with all sorts of names, and
0: yeah, Rob, still so we'll have to get you your second ten thousand or uh, your second five thousand dollar check for that question. So, lethal confections—the
2: lethal combination of chocolate and peanut butter move over, Reese's. Uh, crap
0: out of me. Yeah, Faith will buy it, so. And she's a very dedicated chopper. Wait, you know what I mean. Dedicated. You know what, if,
2: if i got Faith on my side, if, if i got Faith on my side, I guess that's all I need.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, shit, that's all I guess to realize, so.
2: Oh, man, wait, Faith's there. Faith, how was Taylor Swift? Uh, it's, Friday, well, it's, it's, it's on Friday, so
0: I haven't gotten it.
2: Damn, so by the time you hear this, she had a fucking blast. We'll we'll touch up we'll ask her again next week. <laughs> yeah. Well technically the Saturday or the show's on Saturday, but she leaves on Friday. Gotcha. So they'll,
0: they'll hear about it. It's- we'll get a full review next week though. On Ring of Honor. Oh yeah. So, it's a production, man. It's it's crazy. I uh yeah, those, oh, yeah, uh, those show,
2: shows like that are bananas.
0: Yeah, like George Strait, I think, is bringing in 16 semis for his concert on Saturday at North Park here, so. He doesn't even have anything flashy in his shows. <laughs> Not that I know of. I mean, he might get, you know, going to Epileptic Track when he's 71 years old, but. All Will's exes live in Texas. That's why he's
2: at of Texas, eh? You're right, Tom. They do live in Texas. They live in the heart of Texas.
0: <laughs> Where you
2: can watch Honor in the heart of Texas. That's right. San Antonio, Ring of Honor's debut foray into Texas. It was a show. On, it was hot.
0: Hot as <laughs> balls. Um, yeah, this uh, went down on June 1st, 2013. Um, was this their first show in Texas or their first show in San Antonio? First show in Texas. Oh, shit. You have 11 years. Pretty
2: positive that on commentary they said first show ever in Texas.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, that's kind of odd. It took them 11 years to put on them, but uh, speaking of commentary, Kevin Kelly is still. Well, I mean, you, you, if you look at their, their markets that they usually
2: hit, like they're still. So, You could pretty commonly say like they're it's a northeast thing, right? Baltimore, Chicago, yeah, New York. So I mean that's you know more west, more south. Like that's especially if you you mean they got some money, but you know they're not like WWE money. Yeah. So to pack all your shit and drive out there for a show, maybe a couple smaller shows
0: Um, that they don't. Paper air or whatever. Speaking of uh, Chicago shows and Ring of Honor, we do have the House of Hoopla coming up, and uh, we may have a couple of guests on for that show that were in the building. And, uh, Hell yeah, we do. Rumor has it that that show was just as bad as we think it's going to be. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, but its, its debut, I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not wearing pants that week, so. We can go cancel those, so I'm okay with that. So, uh, But we also do have a couple guests coming up for uh, Best in the World, uh, but we'll announce that here in the coming weeks. Uh, but let's just say Kevin Kelly's is uh, solo. You know, uh, Steve Carino is very conspicuous by his absence for now. Yeah, they he's, he's heard Carino has been seen
2: in the building, but nobody has actually – nobody actually has eyes on him. So we'll, we'll hear Kevin Kelly talk to uh, the producer and other people who are like ringside who aren't mic'd up. And he keeps me like, oh, talking to people without microphones. Yeah. They, they might be better off without the microphones with how the ring of honor microphones actually work. So.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, but our curtain jerker uh, was rock and roll Monk Seidel, uh, straight out of Paradise City versus Kyle O'Reilly. Um you know, and really, I mean, you know, Seidel really gave uh, Kyle O'Reilly a good match, but this is obviously really about Reed Reagan. Um you know, and and the Wolves, and my cats kissing each other around. Ooh, Chico, the door's closed. My cat almost ran face first in the closed door. Um, sorry, buddy. Just trying to keep the air conditioning in one spot. Um Solid match. You know, there were some sweet butterfly suplexes. Uh, I knew an arm bar by Kyle O'Reilly. Um, yeah, you really, you know, a solid curtain jerker. Definitely seen much. Uh, I was kind of in and out of this one, but you can definitely tell there's no air conditioning in, the middle, uh, in this building. And I uh, do no know why they're booking a Texas, or show in Texas in June. Uh, but, Will, do you have any thoughts on these matches? I really kind of bogarted with my very bad notes here.
2: Oh, well, let me address the... Let me pop on my, my specs here. Address my... The notes that I took. Um... I liked that Bobby Fish was kind of on Kyle about staying on him. Yeah. Uh, there's I mean, Bobby Fish, very loud at ringside.
0: Um...
2: Just like, Kyle, you gotta stay on him. Kyle, you gotta stay on him. Um... Uh, they bring up again, um, this is going to tie into what we talked about on TV, that Red Dragon did not defend their tag titles at the previous pay-per-view um, at Border Wars. Um, Gino saw Bobby Fish actually pulling the ropes away from Matt Seidel and did nothing. Yeah. Except for be like, hey, stop that. So great, great enforcing. So Mankind was reffing all of a sudden? Pretty much. <laughs> sure. Oh. <laughs> um, I like the hammer lock suplex. The one where he had, like, the, the standing hammer lock where he had, he had him, like, picked up a little bit. Yeah. Then he adjusted the position, and then the, su- like, I, I love shit like that. Like, any kind of, like, capture suplex, or if you can, like, pin the body part with it. A plus. But uh, to no, no surprises, uh, an armbar gets the win for... Kyle O'Reilly, this match uh, a little slow. I'm going to say that a lot as we're going through this event, but it, it, the the match pacing felt a little slow. Yeah, and whether it's just that it's just from them being a couple steps like apart, like maybe they're like they're not quite like in sync, because um, obviously. Both these dudes are capable of a much faster work rate. We just didn't really see that here.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's probably a combination of. I'm not sure how much they work together, um, but Matt Seidel was. Or excuse me, Mike Seidel was. It was a good partner for Kyle O'Reilly to really show. Um, and listen, if you listen to this podcast at all, you know Kyle and O'Reilly in the ring, we are humongous fans of, um, 1,000 percent. And you know, I've, I've said this before, but. My first non WWE match I got back into wrestling was Kushida versus Kyle O'Reilly, best of Super Junior in 2015. Um, so he's always had a special place in my heart. Uh, but after that, Will, we come to a, a nice little promo. Ernie from San Antonio uh, TV, I guess, which is owned by.
2: And this- oh boy, a, a TV exec segment. We haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah, we thought those were gone with Jim Cornette, but uh, we were on. Can't, I'm so happy to get our local Fox affiliate out talking about how we're all a, a family. Them and the, the, the TV industry and us, the fans, and the wrestlers, and all joy.
0: Yeah, but it turns out Ernie, I guess, uh, interviewed ACH, uh, the local hero. ACH is from the area. Um, I thought it was actually from Boston, but so, uh, but it's, it appears that, uh Steve Carino called and interrupted. I mean, it would be kind of cool if they played the interview, but um, you know, but he said words, you know, ripping into San Antonio. Uh, and then Steve Carino comes out in the real life after Ernie's kind of bad mouthing him. Um, you know, Carino comes out and he, he you know, says Stan, San Antonio stinks. Fans are really angry. Um, you know, and Ernie's like, you know. Shawn Michaels is from San Antonio, but, uh, you know, see, Carino's never heard of HBK. Uh, the Alamo is stupid, uh, which is funny because my wife thinks the Alamo is stupid also. Uh, you know, and Carino can beat up anyone in San Antonio. But then uh, Mark Briscoe comes out, the national treasure, um, and he realizes Carino ain't a worker. But uh, Mark calls Matt Hardy a big pile of Texas Longhorn shit. Um yeah, C Crean says he wouldn't punch somebody glasses, but he sucker punched him, and uh, now we have to match with Crean.
2: Yeah, I like the the exchange where he's like Matt Hardy. He's like, don't you mention, don't you talk about Matt Hardy again? And uh, he said, you're lucky I have glasses on, or else I'd punch the rest of your teeth out. Um, Which I fully expected. Mark to just like reach out and like take the glasses off him. Yeah. But we uh, we did get a, a match. We knew Mark was going to get a member of Scum. Yeah. He got Steve Carino, rocking the, uh, rocking the sweet cut off uh, dress shirt.
0: Yeah. He's uh he's got cut off sleeves under that sweet he had on. So uh, he had some mis on. Uh, but Will, I don't know if you noticed, but did you know how loose, uh, noticed how loose the canvas was through? Like, it was wrinkled in a lot of spots, and that always bothered me. You know, I don't
2: notice stuff like that, but I am aware of it to an extent now. Like, when I was at Beyond, and I knew you were going to watch the replay, I'm like, I can't be on my phone too much. I know, I heard what Tom said about the last guy he saw on TV ringside with his cell
0: phone. <laughs> Well, that was a little different. Is the guy was working for Ring of Honor?
2: Dude was giving a hot dog and a handshake. June tenth, Worcester Ralph's Rock Diner.
0: Ah, <laughs> that's oh, nice work around. I mean, come on, the guy was sitting. I mean, he was two feet from the ring. You know, those guys get a fool I don't know. I like that. Fuck that guy. Um. So how uh,
2: how we how we feeling about how uh, this concludes, Tom? Uh... Mm-hmm. You oh, were, you, were you surprised at all?
0: No. Um, but, Mark, we get uh, some redneck kung fu, uh, some sweet tra- trapezius marks. Uh, but he does get some splash for the wind. And then, uh, boy, surprise, surprise, Jimmy Jacobs and Rat Tires come out. Um, and then um, Elgin comes out. Uh, they say words, and it looks like you've got a, tor- a Texas Tornado No Rules match later on. So... Um, Yep,
2: because that was another thing that was announced like uh, there was going to be a tag team match like who was going to be a part of it the match ends in a DQ so Mark Briscoe wins by disqualification and uh, we're going to get a Texas Tornado match Elgin and Whitmer again Titus and Jacobs again Um, and uh, noteworthy this is uh, until much later. This is the, one of the, the brief glimpses we get of Steve Carino. Yeah. Kevin Kelly is alone at Ringside the entire show. Yeah. Well, he's not alone because he talks to people
0: and then brings up how they're not mic'd. He's alone. <laughs> he's alone on mic. Um, you know, they didn't bring in guest spots like they did for across the Super Genius. So um, those guest spots and Super Juniors are hilarious, by the way. It's uh, great.
2: Kevin Kelly brings out the best in people, unless it's me sitting in on his interview and then I ask a really
0: shitty question.
2: But did you did you catch when he uh he said that the name of the ring announcer is Corky?
0: Yeah. I forgot to write that down, but I'm glad you remembered. I didn't even put that in my notes. I just heard that. And I'm
2: like, oh my god, is the dude's name actually Corky? Yeah, yeah, I'm coming
0: back to that, so but
2: did, I'm sorry if I missed this because I was I was swapping locales. Um, did we did we talk about all the the cameras were rolling? How Carino's beef with the TV exec was because they spelled his name wrong in like yeah. the in like the the web article. Yeah.
0: Carino's. Um, yeah. love Carino.
2: At King Carino on Twitter. They plug this on TV, but he says, uh, don't tweet at him. He hates fans.
0: Yeah. Sounds like somebody else you know on the podcast game, but. um, (laughs) Next, we have a Women of Honor match, Will. We do. Kind of. We Uh, have
2: uh, Barbie Hayden, who also wrestled under the name Abelie Maverick. For a while. had, Had some work for a while. She was a NWA women's champ for
0: a while. It was N.W.A. in, like, one of the factions. Like, I thought that, too. Was, like, N.W.A. Like, East Texas or something.
2: Well, I mean, that's what the N.W.A. used to be, right? Wasn't it all just N.W.A. here, N.W.A. there? Right. N.W.A. everywhere. Sorry. In your underwear. Um, Who sounds like a lot of hoopla? Yeah. But the two Texas girls? Yes, versus Athena. Yep. Um, and uh, speaking uh, yeah. of hoopla the, the, the comments by mr. Kelly shameful <laughs> yeah um, and I'm not I, I did expect a little more entering uh, Proud. like I didn't look at dates for what Barbie Hayden's like title runs were or anything like that I just did the quick Google search I'm like I just want to see if this person like became somebody else yeah. Um, I expect you know you see that she you know Wow's a pretty you know had been reputable before. I say, oh, if they want to put like the the women's title on her for like some splinter group of NWA, it's like okay. But we didn't really get a uh, a showcase this time around. Yeah, she uh, she she very much lived up to the the Barbie name moniker leopard print uh skibbies you yep. know bra top didn't want to be touched didn't want to touch anybody
1: um
2: and you, you would, have that dweeb you have that dweeby security kid who's supposed to be i don't know who he's supposed to be threatening to he, dude this kid's smaller than cheeseburger
0: yeah he was very uh overzealous and uh, I can't to like, put it, but, uh, yeah, you know, smiling. Um, yeah, decent match. I mean, Athena's working her way into it. Uh, they're talking how Barbie was dating Johnny football at the time. Uh, yeah,
2: I, that, that popped me a little, a little Johnny Menzel.
0: Little wow. I forgot about that. Can some, talk,
2: some, some topical, <laughs> topical humor for
0: 2013. Yeah. You know, cause she's from college station. So it makes sense. Um, and uh, Kevin
2: points out that he wishes he had somebody else on commentary, specifically the situation, Veda Scott. But Veda is, is Training not on this tour because she um, she's training at it's not at best in the world, it's the day after best in the world.
1: Yeah.
0: I guess mischief. Against mischief. Um yeah, I mean at the end uh, um Athena hits the old tape on uh, Barbie. Uh she does a shit job selling it, so Athena goes to the pin. Uh next we've got Eddie Edwards versus Matt Taven in the Proven Girl match. And I get Oh yeah. The, hmm. I get the Proven Girl theory. But goddamn, Eddie Edwards is a former world champion. I mean, why does he have to have a fucking proving ground match? That was
2: a Truth Martini. <sighs> they said that was Truth Martini's uh, caveat. He's like, listen, you've uh, you've kind of been on the, the downhill since, you know. you know, you got to kind of work your way back up. I'm not a big Eddie Edwards guy, but to see to New England, because Taven is now being billed from Boston, or I think yep. they say from the Boston area. Uh, so two guys, and Kevin Hill says, you know, they've they've met before, on their way up. And you could tell. I was uh, I was I was very pleased with this match, this proving grounds match.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, Taven's been taking a beating lately, but uh, it seemed like he was a little bit back more than normal. Like the last couple times, he just seemed off. Uh, last of I,
2: I don't. I don't remember what happened, but early on in my notes, I have a note that says "fuck this security kid." <laughs> so yeah. he, he must have been—he must have done something where I just saw him. I was like, "I don't like this kid."
1: Yeah,
0: like one of the girls went to went to the outside, and he was just all like, "Oh, you know." It's the point where chemistry. thats what it was. Yeah, I did like the movie, and uh, this match we're taping is getting the cat, as they like to say. Uh, when the oh, sk- and they
2: fucking eat shit cause he like drop kicks him when he's skinning the cat? Yeah, just makes sense. Um, that was that was my next note, Tom. Well, I and mean, it's almost like we've done this before will. Uh, you know, it's hard to think I would miss something with these three pages of notes that I took well <laughs> I'm just gonna pat myself on the back about that the whole episode. I'm, I'm <laughs> turning things
0: around. I got a, I got a goofy little name. I took notes. Yeah, I do not even know how to change my name. I should probably figure out how to do that on here. But uh, um, well, it kind of irritated me. I mean, Taven takes a nasty spill on that, but uh, he kind of no-sells it because it's back in the ring like 15 seconds later. I wish he would have let that resonate because it wasn't awesome. I mean, that is,
2: that is kind of the Ring of Honor thing, right? They have somebody sell something for a while, then all of a sudden they stop selling it. Yeah. I kind of thought of that, too, Um, in the main event of the TV episode. there was a, There was a spot where I'm like, Kind of a missed opportunity to sell a little, but um, we get the Achilles lock, which is kind of bothers me that the Achilles lock is also it's a single-leg crab, and it's also the ankle lock. Yeah. they will call the Achilles lock. But, um, you know, great tip for Tatmat. It's like great back and forth. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Edwards went for uh, Top Rope Rana and got uh, dumped down and got hit with a frog splash. But the the end of the match uh, Eddie Edwards hits a power bomb, and he rolls through and hits the uh, die hard driver. Yep. Which is a killer looking move.
0: Yeah, really like grabs the leg puts it like in a like a clover leaf and then picks him up and slams him. And drops him, yeah. yeah. So
2: Eddie Edwards gets the gets the win. And uh, Kevin Kelly points out in commentary that a match like this, it's almost the champion's at a bigger disadvantage because if you lose, they get a title match. If you go to the time limit, they get a title match. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. You do. Okay. Because if you can last the time of the champ, uh, remember when AEW was good and they did that with uh, what was it Jungle Boy and Chris Jericho mm-hmm. he lasted seven minutes with me yeah <sighs> memories
0: well it's funny actually speaking of this Ring of Honor TV title uh, Shane Taylor did that with friend of the show Dysfunction that uh, he's like yeah if you can last five minutes with me I'll uh, yeah you'll get my title and then Dysfunction just ran around the ring for five minutes so
2: and that's what he ran around the ring. Hey, that's what Matt says, him and Bobby Lashley, right? Yeah. He doesn't He doesn't have to get the win. He just has to
0: survive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and listen, I was really impressed because obviously Eddie Edwards, well, I don't want to say obviously, but Eddie Edwards is the better technician of the two. Uh, but, yeah, Matt Tateman was, like you said, Will, was very creative. You know, a lot of good back and forth with his, you know, his um, – sleeping out of shit and stuff like this yeah
2: so it's kind of surprising. and it's one of those things too where Eddie Edwards has a lot more years under his belt yeah so Taven might not be at that level but when he's working with somebody he knows really well and somebody he's come up with and has wrestled you know probably the same like indie tours with probably drove drove around with him before like this is good like this was a a glimmer of the the Matt Taven
0: yeah, that we'll see later on. Yeah, and definitely better than uh, Tony twenty consecutive bell matches. If you, say that,
2: you get a proving ground match. You get a proving ground match.
0: Yeah. So Sir Pentacle all of a sudden getting a rare and title title man. Anyway, I mean, we I didn't we didn't think he'd win. Uh, but our next match will is ACH. Uh, obviously, big fan favorite here, of Honor rivalry. Uh, versus your namesake, the Jay Lethal. You know, you know. Obviously, we get uh, the quote on in at the beginning of the match here, and uh, obviously, right, it's
2: almost like the it's almost like the first main event, right? Because they hyped this match up a lot.
0: Yeah. Uh, which I mean, obviously, with ACH, you look, you used to be high Uh Being the hometown boy, um, great chemistry. I wonder, if this is the first time you two uh, really? face each other before
2: i think they said first time in singles okay they've Uh, met in tag team bouts
0: you know but obviously this is you know teacher versus student uh at its very best you know i know we talked about earlier how hot it is in there so obviously everyone's sweating like a motherfucker but i will say this uh the visuals on chops when it's sweaty the sweat flying everywhere is pretty awesome
2: I was waiting for somebody to pull a Matt Seidel at some point, go for something off the top rope, and just, like, slip. But thankfully, that doesn't happen this the show. Spoiler alert. Nobody yeah. gets hurt.
0: Not really. um, uh, But you see Easton pull, I, like, I don't even know how to explain it, but, like, it was, like, a leg sweep. We did, like, a full 360 on her. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, ach kicks out of a hell of the king. I was glad that he did that. was been a bad ending to an epic encounter. But uh, uh, but J lethal hits another lethal injection for the win. Uh, kind of sloppy, but uh, quarter of honor. You know, lethal puts ach over hard. Um, you know, it was it was his his honor to wrestle ach. Um, I really enjoyed this. I didn't take a lot of notes as those was matching. I sat back and watched uh, more than taking notes, but uh. Will, any thoughts on your end here? I know you talked to little, we talked to people, but actually was a, you're a little slow, but... I, I expected a little more,
2: and that, a big part of it was the pacing. I was expecting something a little faster. Um, and then, it's, it's great that Jay Lethal gets better at his promos, because this... I've had a lot of matches over the years. This is one of the best matches I've had over the years. It's like, oh my like. You're, you're hot, you're tired, just like beat it. Like, give the kid the ring.
0: Yeah. Um, and I wonder if people are slowing down a little bit, eight because obviously the ropes are nice and slippery, but like I mentioned earlier, with that that map being so loose on the canvas, they're worried about tripping or not, you know. I don't know.
2: It could be. Could also be a precaution of people getting hurt, kind of like mm-hmm. the WWE house show loops where they tell people to, like, slow it down, don't do anything too, like. Too crazy. Don't do anything too crazy.
0: Um, Yeah, remind me, I talked to my friend Jerm about doing a recycle. Remind me, I got that in my notes here. But uh, next, Will, we have a debut for Ring of Honor. uh, I think.
2: Yeah, my, my notes, I don't have anything else other than. I thought like uh, ACH did like an inverted angle slam, where instead of going over on the back heels, on the front. Thought that was tight. Uh, Jay Lethal's an idiot going for a handstand when his opponent's looking right at him. When he does his handstand on the corner thing, uh, There's a drop kick that looked like it knocked out somebody's teeth. Yeah, where you see the gum or whatever fly, fly out. But the the super kick pump kick. Exchange was pretty gnarly too.
0: Yeah, incredible, then Yeah, just I thought it was one match. Um, you know, I, like I said,
2: it wasn't bad. I just expected a little more. Right. You know, because they also hyped the shit
0: out of it. Yeah, it'd be it'd be fun to see what these two can do in the future. So,
2: because I think this is the only match that they really advertise like on TV leading into it.
0: Yeah, I think so too.
2: Um, yes, as you were saying, we have a, a Ring of honor debut.
0: Pretty excited about this. Uh, a hardcore kid himself from Dave Lund, former guest of uh, the Post America podcast, uh, from uh, Richie Crutch. But uh, Raymond Rowe, uh, currently part of the Viking Raider Experience War Machine in WWE, whatever want are calling
2: Um, I believe they're the Viking Experience,
0: I think they're the Viking Raiders still. I don't fucking know. They're a war machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, war machine, so I think they went from the Bucky experience back to or yeah, I don't know, but whatever. But uh I actually have my notes. Do you believe that motherfuckers have been in WWE for five years?
2: It's only been five years.
0: I think it was a long time. It just seems like then two thousand eighteen was I don't know. It seems like not that far away, really, but uh but obviously we're,
2: we're, we're gonna get some good stuff from him once we get to the top prospect tournament. Yeah, I
0: was kind of cheating a little bit of it.
2: Ooh. Him and uh, him and maybe somebody else we've mentioned on this episode so far. Yeah. But um. we have a uh, Red Dragon comes out, even though we just saw him like an hour ago. Now they're coming out with bandanas and like the straw in the mouth. And, of course, Bobby Fish has to dog the crowd a bit. They're dumb hillbillies. The stars at night are big and bright. Yep, he gets the little crowd they,
0: singing the song, and they starts harassing him. So
2: he's like, "If I ask you to jump, would you say how high?" And there's the guy in the crowd who starts jumping. Like, I mean, easy Bobby Fish's trash talk at the last couple events has just not been great.
0: No, it's been very cliche. This
2: was better than the Run DMC Beastie Boys.
0: Yeah, that was bad. That was just dumb. But he got the crowd all frothed up. Um, You know, and like I said, I I got my notes in here. This is the match I didn't know I needed. You know, these two are tailor-made for each other, so.
2: See, it it, it didn't really hit for me. It it felt a little off. Um, One thing I did note that I liked was... uh, Kyle gets, kind of, gets Ray Rowe distracted, and Fish throws a roundhouse kick under the bottom rope. So he doesn't just, like, trip him. He, like, full-on roundhouse kicks his, like, ankles. Yeah. Take him off his feet. It's like, this is good stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, say what you will about Bobby Fish's antics. I mean, he's a bad motherfucker. Oh, no doubt. You know, and, uh, you know, Raymond Rowe didn't have a solid chunk of success before Journey World Machine, so... Uh, I'm looking forward to that formation coming up here in future episodes. But um Roe does get some good in offensive in and I uh, put in a nasty drop kick. He really nailed the fuck out of Bobby Fish in the corner. Uh but in the end, uh Raven Roe goes for the sidewalk slam. Uh but Bobby Fish wiggles out of it and you a six pin. you know, Kevin Kelly says here I call uh Bobby Fish a jerk, but that'd be insult- insult to insult the jerks everywhere, so uh that definitely made me chuckle, but yeah, super solid match. Looking forward to seeing more from Raymond Roll. Like you said, he is he is in the top prospect tournament next year. Uh with somebody else. Not gonna spoil the finals if we haven't or if you already didn't already know. But uh Will, anything you gotta add for this match? Nope. So um one and I think this might have been a year match of the night. I'm not sure. Uh, I kind of I don't know. I was you know, I was kind of not at the world at this point, but uh right
2: I took no notes during this match. This was a match where I just kinda stayed engaged.
0: Nice. Um I did have to chuckle that uh the extremes of their two different uh entrance music. You know, at this point for some odd reason the he was really, really bothering me at the show even though I wasn't in the ring. Um, yeah, it was. It was
2: at this point, it's hot. Like they're sweating buckets before they even get right. started. Um, yeah, it goes a little, little back and forth in the beginning. Strong gets the the better hand of the first exchange. Kevin Kelly's talking about how he'd really like to interview Adam Cole because you know he's, you know he, he doesn't have a mean bone in his body. He's like this this great kid great if you want to build a company around him. But he also says, "Well, he also kind of, he was also kind of sizing up Jay Briscoe for a superkick from behind, and he he hasn't come out and said, I'm not for joining Scum. No. Um, yeah, this was a, this was a great, like, this is, what you would expect from these two guys.
0: Yeah, definitely uh, a glimpse into their future. Um, they've got great chemistry. They will work all over the place. Uh, and we are currently back together. I'm excited. I finally get to see Roddy strong on the Indies. Um, coming up here in a couple weeks against, uh, speedball. So, um, but Kevin Kelly kind of really puts Roddy strong over, um, you know, with this new Roddy strong, like he's not a good guy, but he's not a bad guy. He's just like a guy that goes out there. We we've talked about this before. Like I think every Roddy match, like his his new role is to go out there and have a great match. Uh, not really much character work or anything. Uh, uh, but in the end, it was kind of a weak ending. I thought. I mean, he hit the power bomb. Roddy's power bomb on cool both for them in. Uh, you know, Roddy's. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm. I don't hate
2: it, but like, right? It's not like a finishing move. It's not like a signature move. It's just he dropped him with a power bomb. Yeah. But um, the big thing to take away from this, Tom, Roger Strong offers a code of honor. And again, we see Adam Cole refuse code of honor post-match.
0: He kind of pounces me out. Um, you know, so, you know, Roddy's been kind of, I know it's tough because we know what, what's going to happen in Adam Cole's near future, uh, but Roddy's definitely going kind of caught in a weird spot, but... You know what do you do with Cole here but I don't know we'll see what happens so um but next we have a Texas Tornado no disqualification uh pinfalls don't matter I was trying to do a bunch of the long name but it's basically a Texas Tornado no GQ tag team match uh pretty much a brawl you know I mean there's basically no rules there's no tags no anything but uh um you know, I mean, BJ Whitmer is beginning match matches a lot lately. He's kinda of getting that Kevin uh steam treatment from earlier last year. Um it'd be nice to see like uh BJ Whitmer like in a wrestling match one of these days. Yeah. You know, um it's all these no DQ. And don't get me wrong, I'm just does great at him, but uh you know, a lot of fun spots. Uh, Rhett tries super on the table, but he gets stuck on the table and gets slide. Uh would have a cool spot, but uh Tables weren't smooth enough, so you know, and uh, like I said, this you can really tell Jimmy Jacobs had his genius written all over this match. Um, you know, Jimmy Jacobs slides with a he he tries to spear Elgin with while sliding on one of the garbage cans, and Elgin picks him up. But uh, the match goes, you know, gets finally gets in the ring. Um, you know, they do a double uh, delayed suplex on Elgin, but he no sells him. And then uh, BJ and Elgin get him up for delayed suplex, uh, but the crowd can't pa- count past 17, so that was a little awkward. Um, you know, it looks like Michael Elgin's been doing a little bit more aerial spots lately, a lot of jumping off top rope and stuff like that. I did enjoy uh, Jimmy Jacobs off of red shoulders into the, you know, on, into the elbow. Uh, but Will Steve Carino comes in. And, uh, he
2: does. He he makes his triumphant return with uh, the chain that he uh, popped Mark Briscoe with earlier. And he must have got him snagged on the other end because out comes
0: Mark Briscoe. Yep. With a cowbell? It,
2: no, it's just a chain.
0: Oh, it's a chain? I thought you had like a cowbell on it. Nope,
2: just a section of a chain wrapped around his hand. So. Briscoe comes down. He drives away Carino. But, uh... They roll up Whitmer for the win. They roll, and they they smush him, right? They get the roll-up, and they, like, two, both of them are putting pressure down on the pin. Yeah, Make sure they, they get that three count. Scum wins again.
0: It's uh, kind of bothered me after the whooping that Whitmer took from Jay Briscoe last weekend pay-per-view. Um, and he leads to a roll-up on good match. It was just uh, probably five minutes too long. It definitely went a little bit longer. Um, but, you know, it would be interesting to see Elgin and Whitmer in a future, uh, fun future team match, but um, not bad. I mean, we've definitely seen these kind of matches. I mean, I do want to see Whitmer, like, you yeah, know. This so. was, yeah,
2: this was very house showy, like the spot early on where they go to throw Titus down like a row of tables and he gets kind of like caught yeah. On the first one, it's kinda like, oh that was
0: cool. No. <laughs> so uh, but we'll run to our main event.
2: Now it's time for the main event.
0: Um Davey Richards versus Jay Briscoe. Uh, we talked about this a this made you.
2: me feel strong. Lots it's a test of strength.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jay wants to start the match off with a test of strength, but Davey ain't having as he grabs a headlock. Uh, but then Jay throws him into the ropes, um, and then he shoulder, and then Dave comes back, and Jay shoulder blocks him. But goes straight for another test of match, and uh, pop me, pop the crowd. Um, the test of strength will be a common theme through the first ten minutes of this match. Um, you know, really got the crowd into it because the crowd had kind of tapered off a little bit, but they definitely kind of woke up for this match. I mean, I can't blame it. It's hot as fucking shit. Um, uh, you, know, if, you know, this test strength, you know, something different, you know, uh, nothing groundbreaking, but, uh, you know, hard hitting. They even did a test of strength on the outside. Um, you know, I really enjoyed how they changed, like, gears, like 14 times, you know, no matter what the crowd wanted to do. But, you know, really two two job ring generals adapting, you know, uh, to what the crowd wants. At the end of the day, probably not what uh, they drew up in the back, but uh, – Jay did hit a really nasty uh, DVD, Death Valley Driver, on the apron. I think it getting pretty bad. I don't know pretty bad, but uh, you know, we haven't seen Jay do a double stomp since uh, Paul, Paul London incident. So. But in the end, he did a good score for the win. Uh, kind of climactic end towards it. Uh, all in all, super solid mesh.
2: Yeah, I mean, Davey at one point hits a, a kind of a version of a J-Driller. My my offensive standout for this match was when he had him in the scorpion lock. He drops the elbow. And then he gets back. He does, like, the roll through. So he has him pinned with his shoulders down because he's got his foot in, like, the center of his back. and He's holding his arms back. But he still has, like, the legs crossed. For the clover leaf I'm like, that's good. Like, I like I was very impressed with Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards. No. Yeah. But uh something to take away into uh, a Hey Heat to Kevin Kelly mentioned in the commentary the American Wolves have never beat the Briscoes. Really? And they'll mention that in the promo on TV as
0: well. Interesting. I missed that. Um, I would not have. I would have lost that bet.
2: Wow, interesting. So overall, it was a hot, sweaty three hours. Um, it was kind of nice just having Kevin Kelly. Because Carino's commentary has been a little stale with all the scum stuff.
0: Yeah. And we're going to get Carino back here in a couple minutes here, so. Um, all in all, I said, you know, like, in, in the – well, like, we've talked about another house. I mean, it was, it was a decent house show. I really did enjoy J-Lethal ACH. It was a little slower, all like you mentioned, but.
2: Yeah, like there, I wouldn't say there was really, any, like, I mean, the – the women's match was kind of a drag like yeah. nothing was really like a like a stink bomb nothing was really like a, oh my god what are we watching yeah it was it did feel a little long though like once once you hit about two hours in and you're like oh my god like, i just want this to be done
0: yeah um yeah and listen taven and, and uh, edwards you know was a surprising nice match so Oh, no, pretty well. Uh, But, Will, we should probably take a a break here, plug all of our good friends here So uh, over at the Shining Wizards Network. Uh, So make sure you check out all these great shows here on the Shining Wizards Network. Uh, But we're also uh, part of the Visionaries Global Media uh, family, so make sure you check out all the great shows on there. Um, You know, hopefully VFTR.2.0, the flagship, is coming back hopefully sometime soon. Uh, stay tuned to every want reverry we're uh members of that podcast should be on here soon obviously uh Jason and uh bill and Zach over ban from ringside and Matt and Graham over at uh, good cop bad cop uh Brett and Beaumont over at the Brainbuster Buster boys and I keep you forgetting because uh you know the Phoenix splash podcast uh where Brett and JCB go over at new Japan wrestlings have been a big influence on me and uh, maybe a future guest on there so keep your peeled for that but uh Chris Talks Games on there and uh Dungeons and Junkies for all you uh Dungeons and Dragons fans out there but enjoy this commercial break and we'll talk to everybody on the flip side
1: The Mark Order Podcast
0: is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we
1: will find you. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another Kick Ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording Kick Ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Cause we're from Winnipeg, you idiots If you like your music heavy Then check out Radioactive Metal On the Shining Wizards Network For over 16 years now Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest running podcasts Over the years We've interviewed some legendary metal acts Had some awesome discussions And cranked a hell of a lot of tunes So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is radioactive metal here on the Shining Wizards Network.
0: All right, high-fivers, we are back. Uh, we are going over Ring of Honor TV episode 89, original air date June 1st, 2013. Uh, we are still in Toronto, Will, uh, but we've got a very interesting curtain verker here with lots of acronyms. Um, we've got Artie Evans. Yes. Q- QT Marshall, uh, who randomly get a tag team title contender match. Uh, that's probably more a sign of the lack yes,
2: of uh, you know, be a little more suited for a Montreal, but we have a TV as a pair of menage a trois, if you will. Uh, this opening bout tag team match, C&C versus Tedarius Thomas and ACH versus R.D. Evans and QT Marshall. Uh, winners of this match get a tag team title match at
0: best in the world. Which Steve Carino is not happy about. Right. He's, he's like, where's scum? Where am I scum? Yeah. I mean, like, where's his acronyms? Like, yeah. Where's our team CC? Um, I thought that was kind of funny. A uh, Pre-match, R.D. Evans wants to, to quote, unquote, shake hands with everybody uh, with all of the ring of homies. Uh, That's Steve Carino's comments, not mine, just for the record. Uh, and honestly, Will... R.D. Evans and QT Marshall are not horrible, borderline solid. Um, R.D. Evans really actually took a whoop in a couple spots in this match. Um, so say what you will. So
2: um, hey, It was fine. I like, uh, I like when Carino says, I did some research on ACH, and I found out the H for his last name is Hardy, but he's but not, not re- as good as Matt Hardy.
0: <laughs> but they're not related. Not related. Um, you know, and Kevin Kelly is doing the best he can. Uh, a lot of fun spots here, although, uh, Tadarius Thomas did try to, uh, scorpion himself going over that top rope. Um, he seems to do that a lot. Like, he doesn't get all the way over. Um, but obviously, you know, ACH and uh, Tedarius, great chemistry. Uh, that one spot where they had, I think, uh, Cedric on the, on the, sit on the top rope and, uh, Tadarius goes for the the, uh, head scissors, but he can't get it, so ACH comes in, does a head scissors over him uh, into a gut buster. Um, Yeah, like Will said, ACH's last name is Hardy, uh, whether or not related. Uh, But real quick, Will, they did have a little commercial break. Uh, This week, if you text that number, you can get a picture of Adam Cole. In that ugly fucking shirt. And I did forget to call the 855-CASH-NOW. I will call them one of these days, so. Tom, don't call them. <laughs> I mean, it'd be fine, it'd be fine.
2: Man, know. unless you need cash now.
0: No, just ask, ask him some questions and stuff like that. So, hey, Smurfs, why not say hi to Uncle Will? Say hi. You're right there. Um, But in the end, Will, uh, Caprice gets to Darius Thomas alone, uh, spears him to the corner. The goddamn fucking Cedric comes from, like, goddamn Montreal, that dropkick. Holy shit, Cedric Alexander is so underrated. Um, He's great. Yeah, but even with his hurt shoulder, you know, Caprice does the the head scissors uh in the splash through the wind. So uh CNC Russell Factory versus Red Dragon at best in the world. What's this
2: your and We're we told we're uh we're gonna go for a break and we're gonna talk about this the condition of Paul London. But first before that, we get a Mark Briscoe promo.
0: Um, yeah, Mark is definitely a national treasure. Uh, he just goes off. He's gonna fight his big headed brother. Uh, but first, uh, said big brother, uh, big headed brother shows up into this camera shot, and it uh, looks like they're taking on the Wolves next week. And like Will said, and I didn't realize I missed this. So the Wolves have never beaten them boys. I would have lost money yes.
1: in
0: that. I would have thought they were like fifty fifty, to be honest with you.
2: And then you might think because we're getting an update on Paul London, this would be where we go to inside Ring of Honor. But you're wrong. This is an extended highlight package. So you buy the DVD, even though they show you I didn't I missed this when we initially did the event. How super shitty and awful the stomp looked, like, to watch it again and, like, oh. highlight it form, it's, like... Because I knew it looked bad, but if you see it again where it's just pretty much, like, isolating that one thing, it's, like... It was bad, bad. Oh, that was... They they should have called the match right there. That should have just been, like...
0: Well, Paul Turner, uh, he threw... He didn't throw up an X but he did give an X, though. I don't know if that was the Davy or... Or what? was
2: probably because... David hunched over Paul for a bit after. So, it's was probably checking in and be like, you know, fuck, like, are you alive? Because he probably overshot or he was intending to uh, to land, right? He was probably supposed to land on, like, more like the, sure. the chest or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, just know, like it's
2: it's It's just face. something the Wolves do. I mean, you know, he Eddie Edwards wasn't aiming for Sammy Callahan's face.
0: No, the other way around. You no, know, Sammy Callahan's the one that hit Eddie Edwards. Oh, my bad. My bad, y'all. That was a bad one too. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, God, was this five, six years ago, probably? Um, sure. I mean, Edwards had <laughs> a chair on his face, and Sammy Callahan went and went to hit with a baseball bat, but somehow the chair moved, and he just fucking walloped and knocked his horrible bone out. Um But yeah, like Nigel tries to make an excuse that he slipped off his chest, and even if, no, he landed right on his fucking face. It was bad.
2: Yeah, it, it didn't look good. That was that was rough to watch. But um, buy your Border War DVD.
0: Yeah, I mean, they did show a solid chunk. I mean, you know, I mean, I guess Paul London won his stay in the match. Um We see him later. He's still woozy. Um, you know, Dave Richards kind of being here. I mean, he was playing up to the crowd, but uh, the you killed Paul Chant. Um, and Dave
2: Richards isn't terribly over in Canada anyway, so
0: no, no, so but uh, the aforementioned inside ring of honor that Will was helping for uh, now pops up and it's official best in the world will dj and Mark. Um, and then we do get another Mark Briscoe promo. We're just talking how uh. Jay, you know, he was uh, riding with all his basketball friends, and uh, Jay was in the car and he just turned him around and punched him right in the nose, broke his nose, right from his friends. Um, so on so forth. Then we get a Jay Briscoe promo saying he's proud of Mark. I, I, I love the bit
2: where he, he claims truthfully the responsibility for knocking out Mark's teeth, but not in the context of yeah. it was an accident, he's just like. You know, I got to, you know, Mark's a simple man. I've had to help keep him in line. He's like, you notice how Mark's missing his teeth? He's like. I did that. He, He's like, you got to keep him in line.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I might put that promo in here. I don't know. I haven't decided yet, so we'll see. Um, yeah, it was pretty funny. And then James was talking, and i you know, Mark's a simple man. I had to mold him, so, you know, I mean my dad beat me so I had to beat him and you know our little sister always thought I was killing him but I was doing him and look you know look how he turned out he's been a great man and blah 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 blah. so uh, funny promo so uh, interesting inside ring of honor segment but after that Will uh, we, they keep alluding to Paul London's
2: uh, oh boy we get a nice big circle jerk in the ring because first Elgin comes down Nigel's in the ring Then Paul London comes down. He's looking somehow 15 and
0: 50 all at the same time. Um, It was supposed to be Paul London and Michael Elgin this week, uh, which I honestly will. I hope we get that match someday. It's uh, possible. With with the straight-up 1998 uh, two-long shorts on. And Michael Elgin with the two-long pants on, too, where he stepped around and was like, who dresses these guys?
2: That's coming from they made, they made comments about that, about he couldn't get... Oh, he's got, like, holes in the jeans. He couldn't get a... He's an number one contender, but he can't go get a new pair of jeans.
0: Uh, but, yeah, and then, uh, like Will says, Nigel grabs the mic. Or, uh, Nigel, you know, says, once it, Paul London's cleared, uh, he will get the match. Uh, but London grabs the mic. Uh, but not before QT, Marshall, and Artie Evans come out randomly. Um, you know?
2: They, uh... They wanna. They want the the straps because they showed up for their tag title match and the champs didn't. Yeah. Um, and the crowd chants, uh, "You already lost." But they're like, "We didn't get pinned or submitted."
0: Well, yeah, because already Saki's like how old they're on a win, winning streak, and the crowd's like, "You you just lost." Yeah, that was pretty funny. He's like, "No, I didn't. I didn't get pinned. QT didn't get pinned. I didn't get submitted. QT. I mean, he's not wrong." Um, no, he's not wrong, but
2: yeah, this, this was a drag for me. So normally we only get like two, maybe three matches anyway, but to be like, we could have given a couple extra minutes to either one of these qualifying, I guess we'll call them qualifying matches, right? Cause if you win, you get a title shot. Yeah. Um, this just felt long.
0: Yeah, uh, RD tells Paul London, uh, he should quit. Um, and then he pie faces him, but then Elgin steps in and knocks him the fuck out with a back fist. And then, uh, QT Marshall does the smartest thing you could ever do. Uh, he bails and but that's uh, so music hits.
2: Yeah, he's a uh, kind of or uh, lollygagging, right? He's kind of at the foot of the ramp and. Lights go, or the the heartbeat, the heart monitor comes over. Lights go out, and they kept the lights down for a while. I kind of wish that through this whole segment they kept the lights like off like that. Yeah. But uh it's Champa. He's Q T. Marshall hits every inch of every barricade in the aisleway. Nasty. Takes a, a takes a. I think it's a fairy tale ending. Yeah. He hits on the stage. What they call it now. And then um, he's laid out, and then he makes his way to the ring to get a hold of RD Evans. And we see a Project Champa. Well, RD tried to run
0: away, but Elgin grabbed him. Yes. And then, Elgin, uh,
2: who previously had been alluded to by Champa, right?
0: Yep. But then uh, Elgin's leaving the ring, and uh, Champa's like, "I, ah, 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 no. And we get a stare down and some headbutts, and. Uh
2: yeah, he, he grabs right a hold of him and he, he says something that gets Elgin all fired up.
0: And now they and they're see, like nose to nose. They whisper sweet nothing into each other's ears. So, um, you know, you can see these two what they can do in AAW, but I hope we get smashed in Ring of Honor. Uh, Ciampa versus fucking Elgin will block. Um, uh, then we get a quick promo here uh, from Davey and Eddie. I uh, use the word. Uh, promo loosely. I don't know how I missed it. Uh, but they're speaking the truth, and they're coming from the uh, This is where they mentioned they'd never beat the Briscoes, then?
2: I believe they brought it up here, too, yeah.
0: Okay. And then we get Steen, uh, how do he say it? Debutes? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> they're debuting <laughs> in Columbus. Uh, Steen's going to kill somebody in Scum. Uh, so we'll cover the Columbus show here in two weeks, but... Uh, and, uh, Will, real quick, we we'll go to our main event. Another uh, another menage a trois, as you had mentioned earlier. Uh, this time for the TV title shot at Best in the World. And uh, it's Jay Lethal uh, versus Mike Bennett versus J- BJ Whitmer. And uh, basically, really, the, the story of this match was obviously Maria on commentary and uh, being sexually harassed by Steve Carino. Oh, Carino's
2: all goo-goo-eyed, leaning in with like, his ha- head in his hands... Since like, if I didn't have a wife, like he's like, You'll pardon me if I don't stand up, but you know why. Um oh, the think, audio here was awful. Maria sounded like fucking the teacher from Charlie Brown. Yeah. Uh, but Maria's a businesswoman, blah 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 blah. Oh, yeah, they're like, oh what with what happened to you at uh, Border Wars? She's like, What happened?
1: I'm like, <laughs>
0: Um, squeeze she, those lemons. Yeah, she's uh, worried about Mike's face because he you know his money maker, and he's yeah, he's uh, everybody wants him. Contract
2: offers from every major brand. He's getting the offers from movies, from from bands.
0: Yeah, he is a hot commodity. Um, but back to the action into the ring, which which is kind of distracting because I didn't really take a lot of notes. But uh, lethal goes for lethal injection after he tells everyone in the crowd. Uh, but B.J. Whitmer's knees in the back. Uh, it just makes sense. But in the end, uh, Lethal gets a lethal injection on Whitmer, and he's going out for best of the world for a TV title shot. But then uh, Maria costs Whitmer for saying mean words to her, and then Whitmer and Bennett start fighting. And that's how we uh, end this week's TV episode. Yeah, so.
2: because that's a – I'm sorry. Um, I nodded off for a second. I apologize. I'm much better than I was last week, but it's just so hot up here, even with the fan – Right, right there. Uh, you did mention that uh, Martini was. Oh, that's right. Yeah, watching this was watching this from the ramp. Uh, very in because he was not at in the heart of Texas. No, he was not ringside with Matt Taven. No, um, He's not. Loving. So he was eyeing up the. Well, yeah, Maria. Shouts out to BJ. Don't call me that. How dare you? To get Mike, because she had pretty much alluded to that, like, if she says that somebody's disrespected or whatever, that uh, that Mike takes care of it. So she just made it seem like he said something, so Bennett would go after him. And Maria kind of, and she even says on commentary, like, I was like, oh, he needs it. like, he liked the title, but pretty much, like, she's saying, like, I need the title. And she kind of implies that she's got some more, maybe something more nefarious than simply showing off her
0: figure. Yeah. Um, So in all, I mean, well, Will, I mean, I already know the answer, but, uh, you know, we always ask if this is your first episode of Ring of Honor TV, uh, would you keep watching? Yeah. I think Mario would get me to tune in again, yeah? <laughs> uh, the inner ring action was was super solid, especially the opener. It, it, it was,
2: like, this isn't a bad first episode, right? Like, if you're coming in blind, because you get, again, you know, we, we get, like, a solid chunk of the replay from the Paul London-David Richards match. But you got to sell those DVDs, and, you know, Maybe somebody watches this and they say, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I will get this DVD. Um, I just thought the, the middle of this TV episode just it lingered on a bit. Yeah. Too long. It was a little meandering. Yeah. That's and probably, it felt weird to have Artie and, uh, QG Marshall be like, be out there, leave. And then come back out again. Yeah. Well, I feel like there's a way they could have rearranged and had this come out a little more, uh, you know, a little more. not so just kind of like, all right, here's the next piece. Here's the next piece.
0: Yeah. And I wonder if they just had to pivot, you know, obviously at month because they were they were planning on London, you know, and Elgin. Um, but, you know, you know. So, all in all, it was was okay. We've definitely seen better. I mean, it wasn't fighting February bad. So, we have not dipped that low since we hit that low. So, um, pretty lucky we got out of of that first or second month. So, um, yeah. yeah. All in all, yeah, it, it wasn't bad. I mean, Whitmer and Bennett, I mean, signed me up. That's a classic, you know, ring of honor, two guys just, you know, Hopefully, it's a, a straight-up wrestling match. You know, more straight-up match. So, um, yeah, all in all, not bad. So, next week, uh, High Fivers, we just have uh, TV. After four weeks of episodes of Paper Reason or All, uh, we will be doing Columbus in two weeks. Uh, but stay tuned for some bonus coverage also. But bring in those questions. Uh, but obviously, shout out to uh, Mr. Eric Freeds. You know, thank you again for your question. Uh, Rob, we've got another... $5,000 idea out of your question again. And I always thanks to uh for being, you know, being so awesome in our text thread and uh, with the great questions and everything. So we appreciate everybody. But uh, Will, before we pull a train station, is there anything you'd like to put over, my friend?
2: Yeah, so uh, take a moment to put over former guest of the show, David Henry third. III. Ah. Are our Shining Wizards, can you beat that champion? Over Former guest of Ring of Honor, <laughs> Reverend Mike Peterson. Um, also, want to put over um, our friend Mike Spear. His comic book championship wrestling league unfortunately did not hit uh, the Kickstarter fundraising goal. Um, so he said he's just going to produce them digitally until he has enough issues to do like a trade paperback kind of thing. And at that point, he would look at getting hard copies printed, but. Um, I'm a little bummed that I won't be drawn into a uh, issue three. We'll have to give it a shot next time. So, so, and, you know, just the, the usual stuff, you know, check out the other shows on BGM, check out the other shows on the Shiny wizards network. Odds are, if you're listening to us, you're probably subscribed to one of those feeds. Um, so, you know, if you got a sec, you got a couple minutes. Give give it a gander. Plenty of plenty of good shows. Yeah. A lot of wrestling shows, music stuff. Um, I keep meaning to check out. I got to check out the the Dungeons and Junkies. Yeah.
0: Uh, it sounds like it could be up my alley. Um, yeah, just having Chad and Matt. Uh, Chad from VFTR and matt from good cop bad cop on the same topic. It is always podcast gold. even if you're not into dungeons and junkies so and i do want you know obviously shout out both those guys too for for all they do um that's been very complimentary to a couple of our episodes so uh hope to get uh him on soon Graham on soon so yeah we're gonna be doing a lot of synergy here between uh vgm and shining wizard uh the shining wizards network so uh, stay tuned for that but uh Yeah, I think Will and I are both sweating our balls off because neither of our apartments are cold right now, so we're going to sign off. But thank you, everybody, and we'll talk to everybody
1: next week. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.